Have you ever felt totally overwhelmed with everything that you have to do as a streamer? Or maybe you felt like you're just not meant for streaming, whatever that means, right? Well, today we're going to be speaking to my friend Mindset by Dave, who is a professional mindset coach, and we're going to unravel some of the common thought processes that streamers, y'all, might be having about themselves and their content. Let's get it, baby. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. I'm so excited to have you back here with me today. Before we jump into the episode, real quick, I just wanted to let y'all know that Stream Coach Academy is going to be opening its applications here within the next few days. So if you are listening to this episode whenever it goes live or within the couple of weeks to probably month that the episode has been released, applications are open for the next round of my six-week stream coaching boot camp to help you figure out things like audience development, um, branding for your own stream, how to stand out, what your niche is. If you feel like you're struggling and you're totally lost with your content, myself and my coaching team, of course, and our entire community would love to be that support system for you. You can find out more by going to streamcoach.tv, scrolling down and putting your email in that uh, little email box so that we can send you an email whenever the applications open up. If you don't get an email, but your email is in that box, you can always go to streamcoachacademy.com to get a link to the actual application. Okay, now today we're going to be talking about streamer mindset, and we're going to be unraveling some of the weird thought processes that might have held you back during your streaming career. I know whenever I was a small creator and I was streaming to 20 viewers for four years, I mean, it's a night and day difference, my thought processes now versus my thought processes then. And being able to look back now, I definitely realize the importance that mindset has over us in our careers and in our lives. The things that we believe of ourselves, I mean, these realities that exist in our heads really tend to come true. And so it's really important that if we have a reality that we're building inside of our minds, that we understand how to unlearn those ideas that we have about ourselves so that we can pursue the type of life that we want and the type of future that we want. So my friend Dave today is going to be telling us all about it. He is really great, uh, does this for a profession. You'll get to hear a bit more about his experience. And also, of course, he's going to be walking us through the unlearning process of some of these thoughts that we might be having. All right, I'll see you after the episode. Okay, Dave, thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you here. Do you it's mind? It's absolute pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind introducing yourself for everyone? Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Dave Cottrell, uh, but most people know me as Mindset by Dave. And I'll give you the super quick version of the intro. Um, I'm someone who struggled with both physical health and mental health growing up. Um, I was bullied at school, which led on to depression, which led on to an eating disorder, which led to being overweight, which led to a diagnosis of type 2 bipolar disorder when I was 14. And I'd love to say that, you know, I totally and utterly overcame all of those things nice and early, but I really didn't. I kind of just struggled through with all of those things until my sort of mid to late 20s and um, literally taking every coping mechanism you can imagine. So started off with food when I was a kid, moved into alcohol when I was a little bit older, moved into drugs when I was a bit older than that, moved into self-harm and then 
11 years ago, moved into a suicide attempt. And um, from that kind of point, I, after failing at suicide attempt, which is the greatest failure of my entire life, and the one thing I'm most grateful to have failed at, um, I was watching a film called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, where a guy has locked in syndrome. And I'd convinced myself at this point that I was the most useless, useless human on the face of the planet. I had nothing left to give. And my kids, who were both very young at the time, would be better off if I was just out of the picture because I couldn't even look after them. I couldn't cook them meals. I couldn't keep myself clean. You know, I just had zero capabilities 11 years ago. And I was watching this film, and the guy who's got locked-in syndrome had this quote, which was, you know, even a shadow, even a sliver of a dad is still a dad. And that made some sort of massive switch inside my own brain that said, you know what, rather than getting out of the way for my kids to have this better dad, what if I became that better dad? And um, I set off along the way to try and get, I started off as self-development, you know, like doing all of that stuff, going back, going to therapy, getting exercise, like losing all the weight that I put on as a teenager, taking control of my physical body, becoming more kind of capable in that department kind of getting in touch with things like spirituality and yoga and just everything like a full-on like kind of massive journey initially to kind of be this better dad which then led to me kind of wanting to be better for everyone else around me which eventually led to me wanting to be better for myself um but it was it was a long step between uh, between those two things but the big thing for me, the two big things I like to always say is I was bullied in school initially for standing up and knowing the answers to questions. And last year, I was given an award by the prime minister for standing up in front of schools and helping kids find the answers to questions for mental health. So that was quite a nice turnaround. And the other thing is I thought that I had nothing left to give 11 years ago. And I've given way more in the last 11 years than I did in the sort of in the 28 years that preceded that. That's incredible. What an amazing turnaround story. It's a miracle I did it in less than 20 minutes as well, because normally that, that <laughs> story takes, that story's like, and that's the time we've got for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, so today, the reason I wanted to bring you on was because I specifically wanted to talk about mindset in the streaming industry and kind of get your take and your opinion on a lot of those thought processes that can hold streamers back. So I'm going to give you some um, some typical thought processes that an average small streamer would have and just see kind of your perspective on that. Maybe you could help them break through that thought process. We'll yeah, also sure. talk about like stress and visualization and controlling your inner critic so if those are things that y'all have ever struggled with dave is going to give us his incredible perspective here today i'm excited are you ready dave i'm, I'm always ready <laughs> cool okay so the first question that i have for you is why do you feel that mindset is important for streamers um mindset's important for everybody <laughs> the, the, yeah I, I i think it's funny actually because um i i was definitely one of those people who about three or four years ago when i first got into mindset and mindset coaching and realized that i haven't cured my bipolar you know it's not cured i just now know how to live with it a whole lot better and um when that first happened and i had like i was going depression free for months on end for the first time in my life i I was convinced that mindset was everything. And we see this phrase, mindset is everything, everywhere. And I kind of decided recently that mindset isn't everything. It might sound like the, the most 
like controversial thing for someone who identifies as a mindset coach to say that it isn't everything but it is it does play a role in everything which is actually something that we'll find when we talk about stress later stress isn't everything either but it does play a role in everything so why i think it's important is that you depends on what you want to stream for i think you said it really well on your stream last night that if you're just playing just for, for to be a hobbyist to do whatever you want like just just play just enjoy yourself but a lot of people aren't out there to stream for enjoyment and then let's face it if you're streaming you're not out there because you want to play video games you're out there because you want to interact with people whilst playing video games because if you wanted to just play video games you would just play it you wouldn't i i i very rarely play games on stream now because actually streaming games takes most a lot of the enjoyment out of games for me because i like to be involved in my chat more and i like to not divide my attention at all so mm-hmm. it's not actually as an enjoyable experience for me so I think why mindset is is such an important thing is most people out there do want to grow. Most people out there want to want, want to develop and want to move forward. And the mindset aspect of that, I would say the most common thing that I actually see on streamers is this desire to quit is is so prevalent. It's there, it's there for so many, and it's there quite frequently for a lot of people. And it is. Um, there's the meme about success what we think success and progress looks like and it's a straight line but what it really looks like and it's this big jagged higgledy piggledy mess and um your mindset's going to be the thing that gets you through the lows of that mess because the lows of that mess are coming like there's very few people out there that have a linear path to success and it's people can handle the up a lot like this is something we've looked at with view account a lot recently and this is literally something i've gone through with view account recently i never switched my view account off because progressively over the last year it was just going up and up and up then after i did a massive event it went down for the first time I'm like ah now i don't want it on anymore and it's like we have to be able to deal with the the rise and the fall and someone I think mindset wouldn't be so much of an issue if everyone just like you know if it if your x amount of hours equaled x amount of followers for everybody you know, X amount of followers equaled X amount of engagement for everybody. We would it wouldn't be so hard, but it's um, it's it's an entrepreneurial process, Matt streaming. And the easiest way I can describe being an entrepreneur versus every any other career, any other career, you're on a roller coaster built by anybody else. It has ups and downs, but the ups are coming again, and people are kind of taking care of that for you. The career path is kind of laid out, and providing there's no kind of layoffs and things like that, it's you know, it's it's reasonably predictable when you're the entrepreneur which all streamers are you're having to lay the tracks as you're riding it you have to make decisions about what the next piece on the track is you've got an idea that it might take you up but it might not and the things the seeds that you plant today or the pieces of the track that you put down today actually may benefit you six months down the line and that's something that it's not it's just not a you get out what you put in and you certainly don't get out what you put in in a one-to-one fashion and in an immediate fashion so the only thing that's going to get you around all of that when you put the extra work in and it doesn't pay off straight away or when you have a dip just because five people happen to go to the bathroom at the same time you're not going to get around any of those issues that hold streamers back unless you address your mindset around it that is I love that analogy so much, so much. That's so beautiful. Um, so you touched on something in that that I think is really important, and it's that mindset or this idea of like constantly wanting to quit. 
Mm-hmm. And this feeling that um, I resonate with this so much because whenever I was small, this was like constantly in my thoughts that you put so much time and effort and energy into your stream, but it feels like all of that energy and effort is wasted because you can work on graphics or a big event or whatever, and then you barely get any increase in your viewership and so it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you because you don't even have control over whether or not your viewership increases yeah so i wonder if you could speak to that a little bit um and maybe help people reframe that yeah absolutely so uh, one of the biggest things i work with with mindset is behavior change and this is real this is related to this it's because i have these two types of behaviors that i call slingshots and boomerangs A boomerang behavior is something that gives you instant gratification, but comes whipping back. So it goes forward, but then comes whipping back like the, like a boomerang does. And coping mechanisms are all that. And a lot of behavior we often do for our, to, to move our stream forward can be that we can do things out of desperation or we can, we can maybe pander to a specific audience or we can do things for other people. Like I know, I know you are supposed to put your audience first, but there's, you know, a million people out there that could be watching you and they all want something different. So it's like, you know, we, we might actually go down the route of I'm going to do this now because this is going to bring me in all these extra viewers. If you were talking about it last night with the push to partner, push to partner can be a very big boomerang for a lot of people because, you know, they, they do all these events and they make it all about kind of getting more people in through the door at that point. But then actually their, their overall viewership drops after that because the event's over, the hype's over and without the hype, like you know you you are if people don't want to hang around the streamer on their average days <laughs> yeah. then then actually it can be detrimental to you to have those to have those streams where you portray something that you're not and and it's we're the reason we do behaviors like any form of um, boomerang and drinking drugs food like i mentioned all my coping mechanisms before they're all boomerangs the reason we do them is because of instant gratification and we've always We've always kind of, as a species, wanted instant gratification. It makes sense. You know, if you if you went and ate a pizza right now and you didn't get the flavor of it until next month, you're probably not going to go back for that pizza. At the same time, if you were to kind of like grab a plant that was poisonous or like stinging nettles and they didn't sting you instantly and you suddenly started, your hand was stinging two weeks later, you'd be like, what have I just done to my hand now? We need instant gratification. We need instant feedback. But we've very much been conditioned to want it. You know, things like fast food, things like Netflix on demand, binge watching shows, things like, you know, Amazon Prime that gets delivered to your door in five seconds. We, we're we not, I've literally got it written on my notice board, notice, notice board over there. You need more patience. Me, me needing more patience. Not everyone I'm speaking to. I need more patience because I know that I can fall into this trap as well. And if a person's not getting that instant gratification, we seem to think it's not working and as a result mm-hmm. like that's why we stick with bad habits they give us instant gratifications mm-hmm. even if future dave's problem is the hangover or the feeling sick from eating too much food or you know come downs from any drugs or anything like that all those are future dave's problem but future da- present mm-hmm. dave's solution lies in these things now the opposite to that is a slingshot now think about a slingshot you put you draw a slingshot back you pull it you put it under tension first and then the reward is later on the reward is further down the line the gratification is delayed on these things and if we think of practically everything good in life that's where it is a boomerang is a credit card a slingshot is an investment you know, you might you want to feel like you've got money in right now put you put something on your credit card but then you've got more debt later on 
But if you give up some of your money that you've got right now and make an investment, you end up with more money later on. So a lot of the behaviors that we take around our stream can be very almost desperate can be very like and i don't mean that as like you look so desperate what i mean is you're trying everything just to get those viewers and and really it's like they're probably gonna give you more hardships long term because you might have to do i have to be that person now like this is why be yourself it's such a cliche piece of advice but i think it's one of the best pieces of advice this is why i'm open about my mental health so i never worry that people are going to find out about it further down the line i don't have to keep a mask on on stream i tell people if I'm having a bad day, I tell them. We have another saying on my stream, which is appropriate vibes only, not positive vibes <laughs> only, appropriate vibes only. If you're, if you're having a Love bad day, you, you bring your bad day. So we need to push people more towards these kind of investments, these slingshot type behaviors. And um, that's the whole thing is like, if you, you might have done something on your stream tonight that didn't bring anybody else in right now, but it looked after your community that are actually now going to go out and tweet about you. Um. And, you know, you, you can encourage your community to be like, oh, we're really pushing for partner. Come on, go and tell everybody. And if you make an entire stream about getting your, get literally putting your audience on the spot and tell them to go out and tweet about it right now and tell everybody about it, it's a bit of a boomerang because your audience now kind of feels like they, your PR people. You know? yeah. Whereas if you do something within that stream that makes one, two, four members of that audience feel completely, utterly valued, that's not showing up in your viewer account today. That's showing up in your view account in four weeks when that person's told some other people about you and they've come along. That's showing up if the person that's in there happens to be, you know, a streamer themselves and then comes and rage you because they want your community, their community to feel what you made that person feel on that day. That's incredible. Yeah, that's a really great point. We definitely can compare it to almost making an investment in our streaming business. Yeah. Um, and this this reminds me too of something that I was at a a dream hack I think I can't remember which one and uh, Harris and I were doing an interview for his channel um, and for some dream hack content and he brought something up that I've thought about a lot since then he was like I think people just give up too fast mm -hmm. you know and. And that mindset, that idea of, I just want to quit, I'm not seeing this immediate return on my time investment, is, I think, a, a huge reason why a lot of this happens, in addition to, you know, some other mindsets, of course, as well. But this idea that if I'm really meant for this, if streaming is for me, then that means that once I start doing it, I'm just going to take off. It's just mm -hmm. so wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like you um, and uh, we have a lot of um, you know, people out there doing Farm Simulator and Stardew Valley and stuff. And in those things, you plant seeds that aren't going to grow for a whole season, but you know they're going to grow in a season's time. And that's mm -hmm. we can take a little bit of delayed gratification if it's guaranteed. And that's the kind of that's I think where we fall short a little bit is like is. I often say, like, you know, looking after your exist. there's two tips, types of ways of bringing in an audience. One is hunting, which is you go out and find new people and bring them in, which is, you know, you discover ability on other platforms and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Like, you, you, um, and then the other one is farming, which is looking after your existing community. And if you look after your existing community, like that, what is already there within your stream, that is how you develop not just the, not just the followers that don't 
that don't come back after you've taken a week off. You know, that's how you develop the loyal followers. You have your actual follow accounts. Mm -hmm. It'd be amazing if you could switch your follow accounts off and switch on your who are my loyal followers. We'd all probably find that we have like one tenth or whatever, if if <laughs> if even that. But mm -hmm. that's what we kind of really need to be doing. And if we're constantly if you're constantly telling the exact the audience that's there, go out and get me new people or whatever it might be, they might go and do that because they that you bring them value and then you're asking them for something in return. But eventually they're gonna kinda click, you know, is it not enough that we're here? It's like is it, it's like right. are they not happy with the people that are here? Do they need do they need more chat? You know, do they need more people in here? Like what's what's wrong with us? Why do they need more than us? And it's um it is there's a lot there's a lot of psychology involved both from both from the streamer and the viewer. Yeah, a hundred percent. Another one of the the things I know I really struggled with as a small streamer, and I'm sure a lot of small streamers listening struggle with as well, is this idea of like there's nothing special about me. Like if I'm putting all of this work in and I'm not seeing results, it means that I'm not funny or smart or interesting enough. I'm just you know, not good at this, people hate me, something's wrong with me. If I was better, if I was really suited for this and capable of this, then I would just be getting the viewers. Um, maybe you could reframe that a little bit for us. Yeah, so um again, we all know on Twitch it's it discoverability is kind of kind of one of the biggest problems. So it's um but the thing is, if you get stuck in that, it becomes like it becomes a loop. So if you think um, there's nothing special about me, there's an expression I like to use that if you believe in yourself, it doesn't matter who else believes in you or not. But if you don't believe in yourself, it also doesn't matter who else believes in you. So like mm -hmm. if I don't believe in myself, but my entire audience do somehow, <laughs> it yeah. still doesn't matter because I won't feel that there's um that's down that's that comes down to kind of self-esteem and um the problem with self-esteem is we spend our entire life looking for external validation we look for it from you know parents we look from it from teachers older siblings then we look from it from partners coaches all of that stuff i i had full-on daddy issues my entire life until about four or five years ago uh, my dad left when I was really, really young, so I kept on seeking this external validation, this this idea that someone was proud of me. And my male teachers and my male coaches in particular were the ones I was trying to kind of make proud. And it, it only finally dawned on me like a few years back. It's like, hang on a minute. That's like another drug, you know, like getting someone else saying well done to you is good. It makes you feel good for like 10 minutes. But then you go back to kind of questioning it. We go back to thinking people are talking bad about me behind me back, you know, um, we don't know what people are thinking of us, but we automatically assume that they're thinking the worst. But ultimately, it comes down to wanting to want approving of yourself, which is hard for a lot of people because most of us have been brought up being told, don't boast, don't show off. And instead of finding the massive middle ground, we find the opposite end of that spectrum, which is put yourself down. And self-deprecating humor is... In, in like nine out of 10 Twitch bios. <laughs> it's like, it really is like, you know, the, like putting yourself down like straight away. Oh, I know I talk and play games badly is like, you know, I've seen that in so many bios. Um, I'm pretty certain I put it in my own at one point. But but um, the thing is, that's that can be fun and it can be a bit of an icebreaker. But like, unfortunately, no one wants to be like no, like people will support you and be like at first be like no you're really really good but if no matter how many times they say that to you if you quite if you never kind of get it um 
people it's annoying but like and it's and i don't know if it's i don't know if it's right or wrong to be honest i, don't, I try and stay away from right or wrong but um people lose kind of patience with that so if you are doing that the first thing i would if you are doing that kind of thing and putting yourself down especially if you if you do it in your public profiles and stuff there's nothing wrong with showing a little bit of vulnerability and that's why we have the appropriate vibes only thing but if all you show is that if all you show is that self-deprecation people will big you up and big you up and big you up until they don't and then and you know people will kind of be like oh we've we kind of we've already told you that you're better than this why can't you see it and um what you kind of need to do in all of that is realize that the person whose approval you need is yours. You are special and you are, you are the only person that's out there being you. Um, but the comment I see a lot is people saying, I just don't fit in in streamer world. And, um, and my answer to that is always yeah. good. It's good. What's not, you're not okay. You're trying to attract an audience. Fitting in is not the way to attract an audience. Standing out is you want if you want to attract an audience, you don't want to fit in, you want to stand out, you don't want to be like everybody else. Cause um I've dealt with the I I you know teach mental health to school kids. So it's like we talk about the difference between fitting in and belonging. Fitting in is you change part of yourself in order to fit the the position that's there. So you know the cool kids in school all smoke, so you go and smoke. Like, or like there's a group of people at the office that tell racist jokes and you're not racist, but you fit in with that because you want to do that because you don't want to, you kind of don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. So you like all that kind of messy stuff, you end up feeling worse about it because you're changing a part of yourself to try and be that. This is again, it's, it's cliched. It's already come up once, but be yourself and be, and, and, you know, and, and realize that your uniqueness is in that, it is in being you. It's in being exactly you. It's in telling your story. It's in sharing. It's in sharing as much of you as you're comfortable to share. And I know that's different from person to person, but give yourself your own approval. Understand that you are an authority on your life. You're an authority on your story. No one else can tell your story to the level that you can. So do that. And um, and when if someone else the the best thing about that is once you start giving yourself your own approval, you become significant. You by being vulnerable and being open about like about your own vulnerabilities and things like that, and but giving yourself your own approval, you suddenly become infinitely less vulnerable to people like trolls and other people that want to come in and tell you you aren't because. If you don't feel you're good enough and someone tells you, you you are, it's good for five seconds. If you don't feel you're good enough and someone comes in and confirms that, it feels terrible for like six months. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. So, but if you do think that you're good enough and someone comes in and says, you know, you're not, you're like, sorry, I'm going to double down because I think I am. Here comes the ban hammer. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that you frame it that way because... I really believe like personal development is such a huge part of being a successful content creator, especially in the the realm of uh, confidence development and being able to handle stress, right? Because I feel like the more confident we are about ourselves, the more, um, the more, the higher, the more potential we have for dealing with stress. But I know you also talk a lot about dealing with stress as well. Can you yeah. kind of talk about that a little bit and how um, streamers should be dealing with the overwhelming feeling of just <laughs> never being able to get it all done? <laughs> well, you're never going to. 
Um, yeah. Number rule, rule number one, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. If you try to do everything, and now whenever I, there's a lot of people that when I say that to me, they're like my wife being one of them. It's like hold my drink. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. Uh, I, it's like just watch me. Uh, but you can't, you can't do everything, um, and you definitely can't do everything all at once. And the problem is when you do try and fragment yourself and and do that, what you end up doing is you do everything not so well. So try to do things one at a time and understand that that's okay. Ultimately, this self-esteem and the not feeling good enough thing does link into where people where people sit with their to, where their to do with their to-do lists because like you'll get people out there that if they'll get to the end of the day with a to-do list of 10 things and they've got six of them done and you'll get people that are happy with that right i've got six done that's great that's more than half it's amazing you'll get other people that'll get nine out of ten things done and focus on the one thing they didn't get done and then you'll still get people who get 10 out of 10 things done and go i could have done 11. I've met all of those people. I've also met the people that um, don't get anything done and aren't, don't give two craps about it. It's They're rare, but they do exist. <laughs> they seem to be some of the happiest people on the planet. Um, but, um, but basically, in terms of stress, um, understanding that it's not just mental stress, you know, we, have, we have three different categories of stress. We have mental stress, emotional stress, and physical stress. And um, all three of them are dealt with by the same system in your body. So your body's trying to return to something called homeostasis. And it does that by regulating hormones, by regulating blood flow, by regulating breathing, lots of different ways, basically. But but if you've got too much physical stress, which can be, you know, uh, I've got an injury or I'm ill, that combines into one place with all of your mental stress. Mental stress is your workload, but emotional stress is your is your kind of interactions with other people within your family, your friend group, maybe even other streamers. It's like having a squabble, you know, having a have fallen out with people in Twitter is an emotional stress. All of these different things go to the same place. So if you imagine one glass and all of these different sources, they're all filling up this one glass. And that's worth paying attention because some people might feel like, well, I'm not, I've not got that much stress right now, but they've just had their COVID jab and their immune system's under a hell of a lot of stress. Or, or like things like seasonal affective disorder, which I know that you've talked about, that's an additional stress on your body trying to kind of regulate, you know, hormones and stuff. So it's those, those are all going on at the same time. So your amount of sleep is going to impact all of that. But ultimately, there's, there's, that's your stresses going in. The second component is how you feel about stresses. So you'll get, you'll get two people that can handle the exact same stresses going in in different ways. How we feel about the stress is part of it. Some people get stressed about how stressed they are. Um, another part of that is some people, when they re- when they generally speaking, all your stresses will add up, and then it'll be something tiny that'll set you off, like dropping a pizza on the floor. Like you know, for me, it used to be the kids not going to bed on time. <laughs> like I'd get through all the day, all the big stresses had piled up throughout the day. And then it gets to the end of the day and the kids wouldn't go to bed on time. And it'd be that, that I'd like sit on the floor and cry about. And in my, you know, male brain at that point, I'm like, what kind of man does this make me? Because I can't even, you know, and we act as if the last stress is the only stress. And it's not, it's an additional stress on top of everything that you're already going through. So we often beat ourselves up about our ability to handle stress as well, which makes us more stressed. Uh, But the final part of it is what you do to relieve it. Um, Again, streamers, probably experience a physical stress in a similar way to office workers. They phys- that's why we have posture, che- posture checks as channel point rewards and, and um, hydration. But like, you know, if you're in the office, you'd step away from the screen more regularly than you would if you were streaming because you feel like you've got to be on that camera all the time. 
if you were there, you can have dips in your energy throughout the course of the day and chill out and stuff. But if you're entertaining, you've got to feel like you've got to be on all the time. So there are a lot, those are physical stresses using all of that energy. It's actually a physically stressful job. It's hilarious to me that people say like, oh, streaming, you just hit go and play games and that's fun. No, <laughs> it's like, I never felt more stressed than the first time that I actually, I probably my very first stream, you know, like I've never, never used OBS before, never spoken whilst playing games before. Wow. It's like, and you, there's just so much going on. You've got so but the final part of it is what you do to relieve stress. Now, unfortunately, people people switch off. And I literally posted about this on Twitter this morning, which was like, people will say like running or whatever is the cure for depression or anxiety. And it's not. It, it, it helps. It works towards. Um, and it does provide relief. But we need to have a, a selection of things that you can that you can go to. And your answers aren't going to be the same as mine. And mine aren't going to be the same as the person down the road. But I tell people to write what I call the takeout menu. And um, I don't mean get an actual takeout menu from like P.F. Chang's or something. What I mean is you write down a list of ideas of what stress relief can be for you. It could be playing with your dogs. It could be going out for a walk. It could be having a bath, lighting candles, doing yoga, whatever. You write the list. Now, the reason I call it the takeout menu is because I don't want it to be a to-do list. If it's a to-do list and there's 10 items on there, you're going to look at that list and go, oh, I've got to do all of that before I get to be de-stressed. I don't think so. I'll just go back to whatever my stress relief is, you know, which for some people could be drinking for some people could be like vegging in front of TV until four in the morning, not sleeping properly and, and then getting up the next day and doing it all again. Like these things that again, give that instant gratification. We'll go to that because we know it gives you that instant gratification. I call it the takeout menu because you don't get that P.F. Chang's menu out and go, oh, God, there's 420 different items on this list. I've got to eat every single one of them before I've had my dinner. You know, we just look at it and we go, I'll have a number 14, a number 62, a number 180. It's a nice little combo. Let's put the telephone order through, get it sorted. And that's what you want your to-do list to look like. You know, you, so your you takeout menu, your stress-busting list, you want it to look like something where it's an idealist. It's not, I've got to complete all of this in order to be de-stressed. It's like, what do I feel like doing off this list? Oh, actually, I do feel like I've got the energy to do some yoga right now. Oh, actually, you know, my partner's out right now. So I've got that that actually hour I can spend reading without any interruption. And it, it gives you ideas, a little cheat sheet, if you will, for like those moments, because your brain is going to want to go to all the things that it always goes to. You know, I read a lot and I have never heard that idea before. That's because I came up with it. <laughs> this, this, and the slingshots and boomerangs things are the only two things that I'm, I'm precious about. Everything yeah. else, because with with personal development, every idea has been done in one way or another. Um, but yeah, that um, that is that the take the takeout menu and the slingshots and boomerangs. I was drunk in a pool in Mexico when I came up with the slingshots and boomerangs. Um, but but basically, they are my they're my two babies. Yeah, that's a really great idea. That's, I'm, yeah, that was really, really awesome. I'm actually going to use that one my own, uh, myself, I think. <laughs> I can link you to a YouTube video for it. <laughs> sure, that'd be great. I can put that in the show notes for anyone else who wants to watch it as well. Um, okay, so let's move on and let's talk a little bit about, um, so we know streamers are constantly experiencing external critique potentially from uh trolls from uh, haters from other people in 
their community who are giving them uh, constructive criticism or maybe destructive criticism and people outside of their community who do the same. But we're all also constantly critiquing ourselves um, and our, our inner critic, especially for streamers, sometimes can be so loud that it prevents us from being able to achieve the things that we want to achieve because that that little voice that is mean to us and angry about something we did 12 years ago tends to get in the way. Yeah. Um, do you have any strategies for handling that inner critic? Yeah, 100%. Um, the first thing to know is that your inner critic can be trained. <laughs> the problem is, it's at, at my number one rule is mindset. Now, this is going to sound like the most obvious rule on the face of the planet, but bear with me. We get better at the things we do often right makes sense right you ride a bike often you get good at it you learn spanish you you're often you get good at it you criticize yourself often you get really good at it you know where all the pain points are you know just how to hurt yourself in the best possible way and you say the worst most horrible toxic things to yourself um i was doing a seminar for a bunch of teachers the other day and my i was in the second hour and for the, for the start of my hour i said look you know basically my hour could be over very quickly if I just say, speak to yourselves like you do your students. Because if a student does a bad job, <laughs> a teacher would never turn around and say, that's atrocious. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Two questions to stay away from. Why can't I do this? You're only ever going to find answers as to why you can't do it. Why can't I do this? Because I'm no good at maths, because I've not got a personality, because I'm, I'm no good at with OBS, I'm not good at tech, whatever it might be. That's the first question. And every single one of your listeners has asked themselves that question at some point. And the second question is to stay away from is what's wrong with me? Please just ban that ban that question inside your in your side your mind right now because what's wrong with me will only ever get answered by everything bad you've ever thought about yourself, everything bad that anyone else has ever said about you, and the best one, everything bad that no one else has said about you, but you know that they're thinking it because we always think that other people that don't even maybe know us think the worst about us, you know. So it's it's. We then, if you think about that, when you ask yourself, what's wrong with me? You're actually confronting yourself with three groups of trolls, not just a troll, three whole groups of trolls. And um, you, if I was to ask you, what's wrong with me? You'd be like, you know, nothing's wrong with you, Dave. You've got a great British accent. Um, you do amazing content. And, you know, you look nearly as good with purple hair as I do. And, but if I was to ask myself that question, I'd just be beating myself up over and over again. And this is the whole thing. If you think about how you would answer that question to somebody else, that's how we should really be answering questions to ourselves. Now, understand this, your, your inner critic has been trained. It wasn't born that way. You weren't born with it. You, you just practiced at it when you were young enough to not realize you were practicing. Just like every bad habit, like when I learned to bite my nails when I was younger, I got good at biting my nails because I did it often. Now, putting yourself down, again, we've been told don't boast, don't brag. There's a whole, there's a whole kind of different, there's a whole like spectrum of things between don't brag and beat yourself up. And the thing is, most people don't want to big themselves up because they're afraid that it'll make them seem boastful or they're afraid that it'll make them seem, seem egotistical. It won't. It really won't. Um, because there's a, there's actually there's miles and miles and miles between what you're saying to yourself now and getting and turning into, hey, I'm the best in the whole damn world. You'll all better stand to one side while I rock through. It's just not going to happen. If you think about it as a bank balance, your entire life, every time you criticize yourself, you've taken out of the bank balance. If you were to start complimenting yourself right now, 
It's not going to do the job straight away. It's just not. I'm sorry to tell you. It's not like you can hear some amazing guy on the internet. I'm just like literally on my own confidence right now. Um, some dude on the internet just turns around and goes, hey, you should be nice to yourself. And you're all like, thanks, Dave. I've nailed it now. That's the secret to life. It's not going to work like that. But you do need to start building yourself up a little bit. You do need to start bigging yourself up a little bit because we do, we take, we've got something called, I'm, I'm sure you've come across negativity bias in all the, in all the um, research and stuff you've done, but basically it takes like one, like 10 compliments to counteract like one insult, you know? So we have negativity bias. If, if I was to put a, like a picture up in like my nice red dress on a Friday night on Instagram and a hundred people would hit like, and then one person was to turn around and go, Oh, that's a really nice dress, but I'm not sure red's your color. It doesn't even need to be an insult you know it just has to be like a half insult and i'd be devastated about that um but basically that's the whole problem is that we say all those kind of things to ourselves we don't accept it from other people we ban them we tell them where to go we fight back but we don't fight back when we're saying it ourselves so we need to start complimenting ourselves and the thing is because you're not good at it because you've not done it often you won't be good at it at first and that's okay I've got an expression for this, and it's, um, there's a video called You Are Not Weak, The Journey Is Just Difficult. It's a one-minute video. It's a poem, and most people that I that I come into, come, come into contact with, basically, they think that the reason they can't do things is because of them and not because the problem in front of them is hard. And this is the whole thing. When we constantly put ourselves down, I say there's no such thing as mo uh, motivation. There's only momentum. And the difficulty of things can move depending on where that momentum is. You'll know this yourself when you've when you've been on it. And, and like I know you plan out your content creation days and you like you blitz it. When you've done that, you feel like unstoppable. Like the first one might be a bit of a drag to get going, but by the time you've knocked like four or five out the park, it's like, oh, I'm feeling like really buzzing now. I could just get next month's content ready or whatever. And you feel like you're on that momentum's there. The difficulties come down. But if you're if you're constantly berating yourself, you're bringing that momentum down even more. If you're struggling doing something, you ask, "What's wrong with me?" You bring that momentum down. You send the difficulty up of the thing that you've just tried to do. It's not going to make it any easier. So instead, what I get people to do is I get people to reframe that question: not "Why can't I do this?" "How could I do this?" Not "What's wrong with me?" "What can I do right now to move forward?" Like, even if it's by a baby step, what can I do right now to move forward? What, how could I do this even better next time? Not what was wrong. How can I do this better next time? Reframe some of those type of questions because criticism, as you said before, constructive or even destructive, it is there. It is there to make us improve. And um, I know I've thrown about a million aphorisms out in the last few minutes, but the one, I'm going to throw one more in there that we say in my community, which is we don't guilt ourselves into greatness. You may think that putting you down is going to make you put the best work of your life out. It's not. It's going to make you despondent. It's going to make you not want to do the work. So instead of beating yourself up, big yourself up. And with practice, you will get good at it, like as if you're learning another language, because you basically are. <laughs> yeah, that's so important. We always talk about kind of stepping into your power as a content creator, a small business owner. I mean, just in life, it's so important that you kind of realize the responsibility and the power that you've got to be able to impact your situation. It's so easy to give that power away to um, other people or to a platform or to, you know, other streamers who are stealing your viewers or something, but you literally cannot make change. And this is proven by research. You can't make changes in your life until you take responsibility for the the actions that you take and your results. 
Um, and sometimes that's difficult for people because whenever you say like, hey, take your power, like take control, it's it's like, well, how? How do I do that? I have no idea. But the, yeah. the way that you've just reframed so much of that, um, this idea of like, how do I do this instead of I can't do this? Well, what's it going to take for me to be able to do this? That yeah. is 100% the mental shift that unlocked everything for me. Being able to go from someone who's streamed to 20 viewers for four years to being someone who, uh, you know, has built this entire six-figure business and has, you know, like thousands of people on an email list that I can call up at any time to come in and watch a stream whenever I go live. That all happened because of that mental shift away from... I can't do this to how can I do this? And whenever yeah. you frame questions like that, you give yourself the the opportunity to find solutions for that problem. But you have to ask yourself the question in a way that's going to allow you to find solutions instead of just like trapping yourself in this idea of I can't do this. It's not meant for me. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I would say to that as well is that if if someone asks right now, why can't I do this? They'll probably come up with 10, 15 different ways and reasons which they can't. But if someone asks how could, they may only come up with yeah. one way in which they can. And this can actually hold a few people back because they go, oh, I've got all these reasons I can't and I've only got this one way. You only need one way. You only need yeah. one way to work. That one way overrides all of those 15 reasons. And that's the whole thing. If you can only think of one solution, cool. That's actually, that's probably better. You don't have to then sit around thinking about which one's the best solution. Yeah, that's a really good point. You're so inspiring, Dave. Oh, Where thank can you. Yeah. <laughs> Where can everyone go to find you? Uh, Mindset by Dave everywhere. So Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, but I'm literally just trolling the algorithm on there at the minute. So um, <laughs> the algorithm doesn't give me more views no matter what I do or don't. So I'm putting deliberately worthless content up there from time to time just to see. Um, and it gets the exact same number of views. So it's funny. Um, <laughs> but but um, yeah, everywhere. You just Mindset by Dave. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Wow. Just absolutely fantastic help from Dave today. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show. I mean, even hearing you talk about this stuff helps me unravel some of my own thoughts. So I really do appreciate your time and your energy for us today. Of course, if you want to find Dave, you can find him at Mindset by Dave literally everywhere. He's also got his own website at MindsetbyDave.com where he does some coaching and uh, he does like seminars and actually has his own podcast. So if you want to check that out, he talks about things like mindfulness, critical thinking, um, isolation, food, diet, parenthood, among many other topics. So you can check that out on his website as well, mindsetbydave.com. And don't forget, applications for Stream Coach Academy are open. You can find those by going to streamcoachacademy.com. All right, y'all. I love you so much. I hope that you had a really awesome week and that this episode was super helpful for you. I hope you know that I appreciate you checking out the show every single week in the way that y'all do. The show has been running for about three years, which is totally crazy. I've met so many of you because of it, and I'm so honored that still to this day, so many of y'all come into my streams on Tuesdays uh, at noon if you want to come in and hang out with us. And you talk about how much the podcast has been helpful for you. And that really means the world to me. So I love y'all so much. I will see you next week.